the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. going on, everybody? That's right. It's another Alcatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer. Got a great show for you. Hopefully you set your clocks ahead. Daylight Savings Time was at 2 a.m. Sunday morning, and uh, we're going to have news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Isn't it great, though? We set, set our clocks ahead. A little more daylight. Spring's coming. Summer is right around the corner. Can't wait. We got news and notes to get to. How can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at albertgnnycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find the show on that platform. Alexa ready as well. We're on radio.com, the Hopped Up Network. Just head over to the hoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this program Monday mornings before 6 a.m. And coming up in 20 minutes, Greg Smith, Jessica Wasson from Printer's Ale Manufacturing in Carrollton, Georgia. They made a beer all about Donnie Wahlberg back in December, and it was fantastic. I'll tell you the story about how I got the beer, because they don't ship out of state, and uh, the little story behind it. And it's a great brewery uh, in Georgia. We're going to talk to uh, Greg and Jessica in about 20 minutes from now. And it's interesting. I'm taping this program, and CBS2... Last Friday, did a story on the Hackensack Brewery to pr- talk about um, a black-owned brewery, uh, diversity in brewery and how in beer and how it's lacking that we don't have more people of color being involved in breweries. And I didn't get a chance to to watch the whole thing. I started watching a couple minutes of it uh, the Friday before last, and then I got uh, had to make a dinner for my son and got distracted. Didn't get a chance to watch it, so I definitely have to uh, go on CBS 2s uh, website locally here in New York and check out that story when I get a chance. Anyway. Let us move in to some uh, some news right now. So here's something that's interesting. So brewers, when they buy their um, their gear, use a number of different places um, uh, to buy it, and it's expensive. And you're basically not only you're paying rent on a building, but you have to buy all this equipment that you're basically mortgaging um, and having to pay back. And sometimes you don't get that equipment. Well, Colorado Brewing Systems. Uh, Suddenly closed down in February, which have cost breweries thousands in equipment and lost revenue. So um, Colorado Brewing Systems, uh, which is based in Wellington, Colorado, uh, ceased operations on February 16th. The announcement on their website said the company will leave only its sales email address active. doesn't say whether or not it will reply. Um, And apparently a lot of breweries that have bought equipment or plan to purchase equipment from these guys... Um, basically, they took their money and never and never sent them the equipment. Um, 
In this article uh, that I found, it says that two said they eventually received equipment before CBS folded. The equipment was missing parts or wasn't properly constructed. Another brewery said it had an outstanding order with CBS for equipment worth $5,580, which is unsure whether it will ever receive it. So I'm guessing that they've already put money out for this equipment. Um, You know, again, we're in the midst of a pandemic. These breweries are trying to increase operation. They're trying to buy equipment. And you have these these companies that are suddenly shuttering. The, uh, the the company, as of yet, has not filed bankruptcy. So what happens? These these breweries have no recourse. They can't go after them. They can't get their money back. Um, they get equipment that was sent to them that essentially uh, doesn't work. Um, now, here's why it, it really does matter, though. Colorado Brewing System sold equipment to nano breweries or small breweries. So their largest system was 10 barrels. So you're talking about these little microbreweries that are just starting. There's a few that just have just started in New Jersey. Lions Roar Brewing immediately comes to mind. They're on a three-barrel system. They buy equipment from these people. It's not constructed right. They don't get it. They've got their money, and there's nothing they can do about it. It's awful. It's an awful situation. And, you know, what ended up happening was, apparently, as I was reading through this story, they were saying, well, well, you know, sorry for the delay. We'll give you an extended warranty. We'll do this. Well, the warranty isn't worth the paper that it's printed on now because the, the company is out of business. And now they have all these people that they've, they've taken their money. They're never going to get it back. I mean, this is awful. So, and this also comes to mind, just a couple of years ago, two Canadian brewing equipment manufacturers, DME Brewing Solutions and Newland Systems, went under. The pair of companies owed $20 million to 370 businesses and banks, and an unknown amount to another 382 individuals and companies. Um, you know, again, and so what happens? Nothing. And I think in the in the 2018 one with the two Canadian companies, I know, I'm pretty sure a couple of breweries in New Jersey were using them and got screwed out of uh, equipment. It's a horrible situation, and we're in the midst of a pandemic, and this happens it's it's really really awful, and I feel terrible for these these small breweries who basically can't do anything now. And now and now what? They got to go out of business. That's not that is not a good thing. Uh, moving on, uh, Stone Brewing has now has released a, a new beer, a Belgian White. Shocking from a brewery that has never really done beers uh, like this on a on a consistent basis. Let's put it that way. And one that they, they came out with a couple of years ago that I loved, that they've reintroduced and have now basically made it uh, a, a fan favorite. Um, this one, Stone Dayfall Belgian White, uh, is uh, brewed with bergamot, uh, orange peel, and coriander. Um, they, uh, they have a bunch of, of different Belgian beers that they've put out as a, a, you know, over the last couple, you know, over the last number of years, but nothing that they put out on a consistent basis. But now, this beer, Stone Dayfall Belgian White, is available nationwide and in all stone locations. But the the great beer that I enjoyed, uh, and kind of in the spirit of the Mars Pathfinder landing, uh, Viking Space Pro. So it is back. It is available nationwide and at stone locations. Apparently, uh, only in bottle. I've not. It, apparently, I guess they're not coming out with this one in cans. This is going to be in bottle. But let me tell you something. This is a great hazy IPA. Really good. Uh, it's a delicious one. It was one of my favorites from Stone when they sent it out. Uh, not too, you know, about a little over a year ago that they made at their Napa uh, uh, location. So kudos to Stone. That's awesome. Viking Space Probe now available nationwide at all Stone locations. Metallica has donated $75,000 to the nonprofit Feeding America to help stock the shelves of food banks across Texas. 
State's still recovering from a deadly winter storm. It kept the power off, caused water shortages for days. Still some people without clean water. The band wrote in a statement, Texans are finding empty shelves at the grocery store and food pantries are running out of supplies. Uh, the storm also destroyed the state's citrus and vegetable crops. That is why they chose to give the money to Feeding America. Kudos to uh, Metallica for doing that. And then uh, finally, uh, Southern Tier is coming to Buffalo. Pagula Sports and Entertainment has welcomed Southern Tier Brewing uh, to uh, Lakecom Harbor Center as the premier craft brewing company expands into downtown Buffalo. Southern Tier will convert uh, food and sport into its newest taproom location uh, to showcase the full line of craft beer, cider, seltzers, and spirits. Um, Terry and I uh, built Lakecom Harbor Center to contribute to the rebirth of Canal Side and our waterfront, says PSE President and CEO Kim Pagula. Uh, part of our plan has always been to find local partners to run these businesses when the time was right. It makes sense now to have our longtime partners at Southern Tier take over ownership and rebrand 716 Food and Sport. We are confident that Finn, Sarah, and their team will enhance the great experience our fans have come to expect by doing what they do best, serving them their favorite locally brewed craft beers along with a new menu of handcrafted beer-inspired food items and appetizers. Uh, Finn DeMink, founder of Southern Tier Brewing, says, Since we opened our doors in 2002, Buffalo has always been one of our top markets. We've always viewed Buffalo as home and always wanted a physical presence in the Buffalo market. We were looking for the right spot to share our great brands with our many friends and fans who have been such loyal supporters of Southern Tier over the years. We believe we found the perfect location. Uh, if you want, you can, uh, for updates, keep up progress. You follow at stbcbeer underscore buf on Instagram. The project's set to open in late summer of this year. My guess is that they are trying to do their best to get it open uh, before uh, the Buffalo Bills football season starts, which would be really cool. So Southern Tier is uh, going to establish a beachhead in Buffalo on a more permanent basis. I wonder, though... Because if I'm not mistaken, Southern Tier is a part of Artisanal Brewing Ventures. Will the other brands of Six Point and Victory Beer uh, be at the Southern Tier uh, Brewery in uh, 716 Food and Sport? That is food for thought. We will see what happens there uh, from the good folks at Southern Tier. So, uh, you know, kudos to them. And, uh, and you know, listen, folks, I know we have to take a break here. and um, We're going to some more news and notes, including... Uh, when we come up in our next break, we're going to have a, a bunch of different things. One, there's a, a an excise tax in West Virginia that, if passed, would basically put West Virginia breweries, distilleries, and wineries out of business because of the increase uh, in taxes. Um, also, um, when we come back, we're going to be talking about a, a bunch of other things in the beer world. Of course, all of them escape my mind now, now that I want to tease them. They all escape my mind. Although, um, now that uh, the... Um, the Senate has passed the bill uh, for uh, relief, for COVID relief, and it goes back to the Congress, and obviously it's going to get, vo- it's going to get voted on uh, this past week if it hasn't already passed. Um, money will be coming directly to New York City restaurants, which is a good thing because these people need the federal government to step in and give them help. We'll talk about that and a lot more when we come back after a short break. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Your love from the outfield. Now, everybody thinks that that song is actually, and the band, was actually a one-hit wonder. But coincidentally enough, they actually had another hit that hit the Billboard charts. Go figure. That's me in my uh, DJ days. I don't remember the exact, uh, what was it, Outfield came out in 1983. I think they had another hit in 1986. And the lead singer of the Outfield uh, passed away, I think it was it late last year. I think it was. I don't remember. My brain is a little foggy here. But welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, that's a song that when it plays on the radio in the car, you know you are singing the first line, Josie's on a Vacation, far away, as loud as you possibly can in the car. And then you kind of bop it along and whatever. And, you know, maybe I'm showing my age. And it's interesting, my car that I got from Route 22 Toyota, and this is not a shameless plug, but my car that I got from Route 22 Toyota doesn't have a CD player in it. I guess the newer cars are doing away with CD players. So all I have is, you know, regular AM, FM radio. I can plug my phone in if I want. Or Sirius XM radio. So a lot of times I'm bouncing around to different channels. And I was mentioning last week how I, I love the Yacht Rock channel because it's it's such cheesy music, but you can't help yourself but sing along to it. So go figure on that one. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Greg Smith and Jessica Wasson, they're from Printer's Ale Manufacturing in Carrollton, Georgia. They made a beer all about Donnie Wahlberg. It was fantastic. We'll get into the history of that, history of the brewery. They're actually a, man, a, a printing manufacturing company with a brewery inside. What's the story? Well, you're going to find out all about it in just about 10 minutes from now. Let's dive into some more news and notes because there's plenty of it that's coming from all over the place. So we're going to start on the West Coast in San Diego. Alesmith Brewing Company bringing back the treasured haziness that comes with the start of baseball season uh, in San Diego and, of course, around the country. It's the seasonal favorite, Hazy 394. Uh, this is uh, the, the beer named after Hall of Famer Tony Gwynn. Uh, that was the, this, actually, this rendition is the Hazy Cousin of the original 394, which was the collaboration between uh, Tony Gwynn and his family that first launched in 2014. Uh, it's a great beer. I've had it, uh, the original. It's wonderful. Uh, I've had the hazy version as well. It's excellent as well. Ryan Crisp, of course, we've had him on the program, head brewer, directory of brewery operations at Al Smith. Uh, he says it's the hazy version of our classic, has a more intense aroma of citrus and tropical fruit, uh, fruit excuse, easy for me to say, as well as a pleasant, hazy appearance and a creamy finish. Um, this clocks in the Hazy 394 at 6% ABV. It's available both on tap and in four packs of 16-ounce cans. It'll be available from now until June in honor of America's greatest pastime and the life of San Diego's hometown hero and baseball legend, Tony Gwynn. Of course, you can get it at a store near you. Indeed Brewing Company, wherever Alesmith is sold. Indeed Brewing Company is preparing to distribute Boone Hard Kombucha in 16-ounce cans in early April. Uh, Boone Blueberry Basil was released on draft in the Minneapolis and Milwaukee taprooms back in January. Continues to receive overwhelmingly positive feedback from patrons. Um, Blueberry Basil is the first Boone flavor with grapefruit hibiscus in the works. Uh, it is available, let's see, it's Boone is on tap in the Milwaukee and Minneapolis tap rooms and branded glassware, 25.4-ounce crowlers, and wrapped in Boone-specific labels uh, are available to go as well. Uh, so that's very cool. It's an 8.2% ABV. Uh, they, they say it's light and refreshing, a little tart, kombucha funk, herbal blueberry, and basil in that, and it is it pours uh, blue and purple. Very cool uh, there. Our good friends at Heavy Seas have announced a new limited-release beer, and I get the feeling if it's popular enough, it'll probably be a, a year-round release. Uh, their version 
of a low-calorie, low-carb IPA. It's called Drink Locale. Get it? Hazy IPA with key lime. It comes in at 95 calories and only four carbs. That's pretty good. It's a hazy IPA that has all the flavor of an IPA without the hefty calories. Uh, Refreshingly juicy and sessionable, according to the press release, at 4% ABV. Uh, Wherever you are, you're a local when you drink locale. Get it? Locale, local. Uh, So there you go. Um, So it it is available in six packs and 12 packs of 12-ounce cans, as well as on draft from late March, so the end of this month through September, and will be sold within the entire Heavy Seas footprint. Can't wait to try a can of this. This sounds really good. I'm really digging that a lot of breweries are trying to do this low-calorie, low-ABV, and a lot of them... I don't want to say they missed the mark, but I do want to say that um, if you're looking for something like this that's going to have a lot of punch and a lot of a lot of taste to it, flavor, you're going to be a little disappointed. It's it's they're trying to put as much flavor as they can in it, but you know the more ingredients that you put in, obviously it's going to raise the calorie level. It's going to raise the ABV, so it gives you the appearance and somewhat of a taste of. You know, a higher uh, version of a, a, a an IPA that has a high ABV and high calorie content, but it's not that. So you got to remember that when you're having these things. It is a very good sessionable beer. It's definitely the type of beer, a lot of these that I've tried already, that if you're, you know, Stone has done it, Heavy Seas, a lot of people have done it on a national level. But if you're looking for, you know, that impact flavor kind of thing, I don't think you're going to get it here, but what you are going to get is a beer that you can have a number of them and not feel overwhelmed. Uh, definitely a a concert or a ball game tailgate kind of beer where you don't want to get, again, overwhelmed, uh, but still have that taste. So that's that's the key here. And again, I, I know we're not at that point yet where we're tailgating and we're going to concerts and doing those things, but we're going to get there at some point. Uh, trust me. And that's the type of beer that you want to have. Truly Hard Seltzer, going the other way here, is now uh, uh, launching Truly Extra Hard Seltzer. It is uh, clocks in at 8% ABV, all right, 220 calories, one gram of sugar in a 16-ounce can. It is available nationwide in two flavors, black raspberry and peach mango. Um, Again, uh, available nationwide. It's in 16-ounce single-serve cans. Prices will vary by market, of course, for more information, trulyhardseltzer.com. So Truly has decided to go in the other direction. Instead of making a lower calorie content and a lower ABV uh, type of beer, uh, they're they're banging out a, a, a 16-ounce can of 220 calories at 8%. That's, that's a pretty hard punch there uh, for Truly. But listen, the, Truly has really cornered the market right now in hard seltzers. Everybody's kind of copying them. So we'll see what happens if this... Um, larger ABV and more calories than in a 16-ounce can is going to make a difference in their sales. Uh, the good friends at Lost Abbey are adding a new addition to their sour beer portfolio called Libri Divini Ale. It is Latin for divine reading. Uh, Libri Divini, a photo-raged American sour ale with lemon and vanilla. It was ex- originally brewed for the 2020 Extreme Beer Fest, but it's making its return this year, this time in 750-milliliter cork and caged bottles. It's inspired by a lemon meringue pie flavor profile. So that's pretty cool. It goes on sale on March 19th at shop.lostabbey.com at noon Pacific time. Bottles will be limited to three per person. They're available for pickup at the breweries in San Marcos or shipped throughout the state of California. Of course, they do not ship outside of the state of California. So understand that, that you got to be in California in order to get it. Our good friends from Lukey Brewery, 
are announcing the debut of Circus in a Box. It's a quarterly box of goodies that brings the brewery's awe-inspiring and whimsical elements straight into your living room. Each quarter, Lukey Brewery, Brewery will present seasonal boxes filled with fun-inspired curations and deals from local vendors. So Lukey Brewery founder and ringmaster Jeff Smith, who we had on the program a few weeks ago, says, Harkening back to our family's familiar roots, to the golden age of the circus, our mission has always been about providing our guests with a sense of entertainment, community, and wonder. COVID-19 changed the way we could socialize, so we started brainstorming ways to bring that vibrant taproom experience in a box for you to enjoy wherever you go. Now, it's available starting March 16th through May. The Spring Circus in a Box will include glassware, snacks, and other seasonal-inspired goodies that will bring out your inner child. To get your box of surprises, purchase four crowlers online or in person, and choose the Circus in a Box upgrade. While supplies last, the first 25 people that select the upgrade will receive the Spring Box filled with premium limited-edition goodies not yet available to the public. After that, those choosing the upgrade will get a Spring Box that includes fun items to enjoy with your friends and family. That is really Really cool. So we thank you uh, from our good friends, uh, Shea Franz, and, of course, Jeff Smith from Lukey Brewery uh, for doing that. So if you're in the, in, the, uh, in the Colorado area, definitely want to check that out. That is pretty cool from the guys at Lukey Brewery. And then finally, there is – oh, I had already clicked on it, but real quick before we have to take a break here. There is a proposed beer tax increase in West Virginia – uh, that the governor has proposed that would raise the state's beer excise tax barrel tax from $5.50 a barrel to $29.25 per barrel. The twenty three seventy five per barrel increase in the tax rate, which is well over 400%, would, would essentially put brewers out of business. They're also looking to do this for wineries and, and distilleries in West Virginia. They are just trying to blow the top off it. I don't understand why they're trying to why the governor Jim Justice is trying to do this, uh, especially in the midst of a pandemic. It seems ridiculous that they, that they would increase the rate by four hundred percent and pass it back to the to the brewers, which in turn would have to pass it onto the consumer. It's ridiculous. And by the way, there are a handful of brewers. There's only twenty eight family owned breweries. In the state, why would you want to put these people out of business? It makes zero sense. I don't understand why they're doing it. And I hope that uh, the legislature does not take this up and strikes it down. It seems ridiculously punitive to me, especially uh, in a pandemic. Now, when we come back after a short break, Greg Smith, Jessica Wasson from Printer's Ale Brewing in Carrollton, Georgia, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. All right, now, I never thought I'd be playing New Kids on the Block on this program since I am a, a heavy metal guy. My music tastes go all over the place, rock and roll, blues, uh, a little bit of country, and uh, not so much with rap. But uh, 
New Kids on the Block. Shocking uh, that I would play that on the program, but there's a reason behind it. We'll get into that in just a second. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. We're on a bunch of different sites as well, as well as the Hopped Up Network, Radio.com, iHeart, uh, Alexa Ready. We're on uh, iTunes. At, uh, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. And, of course, the Hopped Up Network as well. My next guests are from Carrollton, Georgia. And I know what you're thinking. New Kids on the Block, Carrollton, Georgia. No, it really doesn't make sense, but it will. They created a beer back in December, if I'm not mistaken. And it was called Donnie is the Talented Wahlberg. Hey, hence the New Kids on the Block. Now, I got introduced to this beer by one of Donnie's biggest fans, though he doesn't know it. We'll get into that in a moment. For more info on the brewery, you just go to printers-ale.com. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer, Greg Smith and Jessica Wasson. Greg, Jessica, how are you? Great. We're awesome. Hey. (laughs) Greg, first question is for you. How did you go from a printing business to opening a brewery in the same building? Oh, man. Well, it's a little bit of a long story. I'll try to keep it short. I had a, uh, I bought a hosiery mill building a uh, long time ago, and I was going to move the printing facility into it. Couldn't make it work. Been a home brewer for 20 years or so, mm-hmm. and I was literally sitting in the back of the building, and I was just going, what the hell am I going to do with this building? And uh, saw all the infrastructure, and I said, uh, I'd just start brewing in it. And so literally drank a, a bottle of beer with a copy of Microsoft Excel and did a business plan and said, hell, I can make this work. So here we are. <laughs> and now the the, uh, the brewery opened when? In 2017, is that right? That's right. All yep. right, 2017. And Jessica, you came into the picture on the printing side first, is that correct? And then sort of morphed into working two jobs, essentially? Yeah, so originally I was um, on the printing side so I could understand how folding cartons and packaging really works. Okay. Exciting stuff. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool, um, and I always found that really exciting. You know, uh, stuff you take for granted. It was made by people. Right. Um, <laughs> boxes. Boxes, baby. And uh, and then eventually, yeah, my role kind of morphed. I always knew I was going to do a little brewery stuff, a little printing stuff. Um, but as the brewery has grown, I'm I'm more full time on the brewery side. We're talking with Greg Smith and Jessica Wasson from Printers Ale. They're based in Carrollton, Georgia. And for more info on the brewery, just go to printers-ale.com. And we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So I'm going to give you guys what I hope is the short version of the story as to how I came to obtain your beer. So a dear friend of mine from, from high school, Bethany, loves Donnie Wahlberg. She sees your beer on Facebook. She sends me a message asking me how I can get it for her, and I explain after looking at your page. I'm like, well, you know, they don't ship out of state. Not really sure how I can get it to you, but, you know, I'll, I'll ask around see what I can figure out. She's disappointed, but she thanks me. So one of my friends is sitting with me about an hour later, and we're drinking beers, obviously, and we're talking beer, and I mention the beer to him, and he says, I have a friend that I think lives near Carrollton, Georgia. So he, I send him a pic. He, te- he texts the guy with the pic of the beer. He says, uh, can you find this? 25 minutes later, he sends back a picture of the four-pack, and where should he send it to? And within a week, uh, the beer is at my house. So I have to send, I have to send this guy mead because he's a big mead guy in return. We have a great meadery in, uh, in New Jersey that I'm going to get some, uh, some cans and stuff for him and send to him. The dear friend, of course, is thankful and grateful I dropped the beer off to her. Uh, you know, the end, right? So the more important question here is why a beer about Donnie Wahlberg? Oh, 
why a beer about Donnie Wahlberg? So it's a New England IPA, and, uh, uh, you know, New England IPAs. And, and so uh, what is New England to me? And the Wahlbergs are a big part of New England for me when I was thinking of what represents that. And I really like the Wahlbergs. I used to love Entourage, and I know Entourage is not exactly like them. But, you know, right. it, uh, it, it, yeah, it brings it up. And so... Uh, and I like Donnie. I've just always had a, an affinity for Donnie, um, the new kids and blue bloods and all that stuff. And and I uh, kind of wanted to get a little dig at Mark because he gets all the love and the attention. But, uh, um, you know, I, I like that whole clan. I think they're uh, they're really representative of New England. Uh, and, and savvy business people, absolutely. That's for sure. Yeah, now, so, of course, sure. the, the follow-up sure. question here, has Donnie had a chance to try the beer? Uh, we are unsure yet. Uh, his assistant did reach out. He started following us on Instagram, which was very exciting for me, for right. everyone, really. And then um, the next day, his assistant reached out. So we did send some beer their way. Okay. Um, whether he's tried it yet, we don't know. But we gave him a bunch of different styles, too. Um, okay. Yeah, so we're excited to hear back. I mean, it's kind of, it is kind of cool that a celebrity would reach out, you know, and you guys send him the beer, and you know, obviously yeah. he's on Blue Bloods. They're taping now, and I know the protocols for COVID uh, with the taping in and around the New York City area are pretty strict. They, there's a lot of testing that has to go on, so I'm sure, you know, maybe it, that's the delay in it. But it would be great, you know, obviously if he tries it and he likes it. Hopefully, before the shelf life is you know, is over with with the beer and and give some positive feedback on it. That would be really cool. We're talking with Greg Smith and Jessica Wasson from Printersdale. They're based in Carrollton, Georgia. For more information on the brewery, uh, we're talking about the beer that uh, that they created uh, called um, Donnie is the Talented Wahlberg. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. But for more info on their beers, printers-ale.com is the website for more information. Now, you guys are getting your beer out and around Georgia uh, is there any thought at all to branching out to more states, or are you going to keep it in Georgia uh, for now? Yeah, we've got a, 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 I got a sister who knows some distributors up in Tennessee, and she wants it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not quite ready for that yet. We're just happy being in Georgia and kind of getting further into uh, and just to our own state before we think about going out, but... Yeah, you know, love to love to get it out there and get into people's hands. And, and you know what I love about uh, some of the beers that you have, some of the beers that you named that you had bottling, because I know Jessica had mentioned that you guys were bottling a lot of beers, then you, d- you guys did an interview and you invested into a, a canning line, which obviously yep. during the pandemic here has been, you know, obviously a godsend yep. for a lot of brewers. But I love yeah, the fact sure. that your everyday beers are colors that people put in printers cyan magnet and magneta uh, magenta yellow and, and black i don't know why i said magneta i'm thinking magneto from the x-men don't mind me the comic book geek in me but i love the fact that that some of those your everyday beers are named after those colors but what i yeah. do want to ask uh during this uh this whole time of a pandemic brewers have had to, to shift to so many different things um, was there things that happened in Georgia that that forced you uh, to rethink the business model, rethink how to do things uh, to get more beer into people's, uh, you know, into, into people's homes? Because obviously restaurants and stuff were closed. Your tap business was kind of closed off a little bit. Uh, what did you have to do to adapt to that? Yeah, so um, it is a different model nowadays, and uh, we're pretty fortunate to be outside the city. Um, you know, it's not as uh, it, it's been locked down and all that, but uh, it's different than being inside Atlanta proper. Right. Um, it's 
we have a big facility here. We've got 15 acres of land, and you know, Jessica had an idea when this first thing heart, uh, started to, to do Printer's Park, uh, if you want to. Yeah, so um, we were early adopters of a to-go system, mm-hmm. and then once the weather started getting a little bit better, I noticed people were um, gathering in parking lots randomly to see their friends and family. Right. And I thought, well, why a parking lot when we have all this grass? Yeah, a lot of We have a lot of space. Mm -hmm. So we just positioned it as Printer's Park. Um, Bring your chairs, bring your own food. Um, Yeah, umbrella, get some shade, bring some water. Bring the kids out and and run around and be away from people. (laughs) And that model proved uh, much success. And um, I'm excited excited for the weather to be better again because we can... We can show off the lawn a little more. But see, that's that's a great thing because it really didn't co- it really didn't cost you any money. You're encouraging people yep. to come out, bring their own stuff, and kind of spread out in a socially distant manner. And it didn't like yep. it, where I live in New Jersey. A lot of the breweries had to adopt to outdoor um, to outdoor areas. Now some breweries were able to do that because they had the space to do it, and others that were in more densely populated areas might not have been able to spread out as much. And so some people created their own. Uh, outdoor space, whereas others had the the space, but it was few and far between. You guys seem to have found that that right mixture there, where really you really didn't have to spend any money to do that, and you mm-hmm. still get people coming out to enjoy your beer. I think that's awesome. All right, real quick, last question from me: um, When you guys are kicking back after a long day, Greg, what's the go-to beer or style that you like to drink? Well, so I love saison, and we have a great saison. But if I had to pick um, the beer that I'm going to drink. From us, it's magenta, the uh, everyday magenta. It's a nice dry hot amber. It's my favorite beer we do just for drinking every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but Saison is my style. If I'm out looking for a beer, I love Saison. Gotcha. And Jessica? My answer is no better than Greg's. <laughs> um, really into Saison, uh, trying to find one that matches ours out in the market. Like, I just want to find more of, of what. Just a classic Saison. Yeah, just a classic Saison. And then uh, I like Berliner Weisses, so those are like sours. Love them. Love them. I, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Berliner Weisses. They are fantastic beers. My guests have been, have been Greg Smith and Jessica Wasson from Printer's Ale based in Carrollton, Georgia. For more info on the brewery, just go to printer, printers-ale.com. Greg, Jessica, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Good luck with the brewery. Very much appreciate your time. Thanks no so problem. Much. Thank you. Have a good one. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo. Instagram at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email. Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. And give a review if you'd like. A couple of stars. You know, make a couple of comments. The more that you comment, the more people will be exposed to the program, and I would certainly appreciate it. Alexa Ready as well. We're on Radio.com, iHeartRadio, and the Hopped Up Network. You just head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com, and you can listen to the podcast version of this show Monday mornings before 6 a.m. We've got a bunch of beers to get to, but uh, some other stuff that's going on as well. 
uh, in the news, uh, and this came out, um, you know, about the middle portion of this week, uh, where New York City and New Jersey have announced that they are increasing capacity in restaurants and bars to 50% starting next Friday. So they're doing this after St. Patrick's Day, which I think is a prudent move. I know that the bars are not happy about it, but bars in New Jersey still aren't open. You can't sit at a bar and have a drink. Uh, same, I believe, in New York. You can't have, the, the bars can't be open and you can't sit in front of the bar. So uh, they are going to increase the capacity at 50% starting next week, which is great. Also, uh, whether you're happy about it or not, the stimulus package has passed, which means money is going uh, directly to restaurants. Uh, The New York City Hospitality Alliance um, has joined up with uh, Senator Chuck Schumer. They're happy to announce the agreement uh, uh, to expand eviction protections to even more small businesses, which were extended until May May 1st of this year. Uh, They're going to be getting money, and this is grant money. This is not money they're going to have to pay back, which is awesome. So good news there. And as I said, again, indoor dining capacity increases from 35 to 50% occupancy starting March 19th, both in New York and New Jersey. That is a very good thing. And again, uh, this is all to help these small businesses, which have been absolutely devastated uh, during the pandemic. Now, one other bit of news uh, before we get to suds and duds. The folks from Sam Adams sent me this late on Thursday, and then I wanted to drop this in here. Apparently, uh, now, Samuel Adams is uh, is introducing the Just the Haze non-alcoholic IPA. I talked about it back in January uh, when I was involved in a, um, in a conference call. Actually, January. No, it was more like December, where I was involved in this conference call with um, Jim Cook from Sam Adams, as well as Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head, talking about their new non-alcoholic beers, which both were excellent. Actually, it was before December because I hadn't moved into my new house yet. So it was like November. It was like late October, early November. It was right after my mom had passed and right before, or maybe it was mid-October. I don't remember. Anyway, I know I was in my old home. Sorry. I'm scatterbrained and all over the place. But anyway, they're um, introducing this Just the Haze non-alcoholic IPA, but they're also introducing a new device you can use during March Madness. It's called the Insulated Pacing Apparatus, uh, or IPA. It's a high-tech beer cooling and counting device that prompts drinkers when it's time to swap in a pacer beer to extend their beer drinking occasions. With built-in motion sensors, a vibration system, and LED lights, the IPA activates after every second beer, signaling that it's the perfect time for a Just the Haze non-alcoholic IPA. I like this idea. So you're having an uh, an alcoholic beer, and then they want you to switch to a non-alcoholic beer so that you're not getting too overloaded. Now, normally I would switch to water uh, for a little bit and then go back to a beer, but... I like this idea. So you can enter to win your very own limited edition device at samueladams.com slash pace with taste. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, the good folks from Sam Adams will send me one of these devices because I would absolutely like to check it out uh, with a non-alcoholic beer and see um, if it works and allows me to keep pace uh, and have a couple of beers without getting too overloaded. Anyway, let us dive in uh, to Suds and Duds. Uh, a lot of great beers. I- I've been very lax in trying to catch up on stuff. My my beer refrigerator is overloaded. By the way, thank you to the folks who have sent stickers already um, uh, to put up on my refrigerator. I'm trying to cover the entire refrigerator with stickers, uh, and I'm getting there. I still have portions of it uh, that are empty, and uh, hopefully we'll be getting some stickers uh, in the next couple of weeks to kind of fill that up, and then I'm going to put some on the side, but I'm blocked by a closet. Anyway, it's too too much to get into, but anyway. Uh, Let's dive into the Suds and Duds. Neon Groves by Twin Elephant Brewing. Great beer. Another winner from these guys. Juicy yet dry on the finish. 
Nice little bite to it. Excellent. Had it in my new Bob Ross glass that I got from uh, Glass to Mouth Beer. Excellent uh, glass making company. They put these different theme glasses out all the time. You should definitely check them out on Instagram uh, if you want. I think it's uh, at Glass to Mouth Beer is the uh, is the handle. But a fantastic beer uh, from Neon Groves from Twin Elephant. My buddy Greg had given me a coffee porter by Three Threes Brewing. This is a great beer from these guys down in Hamilton. Nicely done porter, good coffee flavor, uh, slightly acidic on the end, but not in a bad way. The acid that you would get from the coffee, that's kind of that's the acidic of uh, the slightly acidic flavor that I get from it. And it's and again, like I said, it's not in a bad way. It's actually in a good way. I really enjoyed that a lot. Uh, had an ultra a Waiidi uh, uh, from Source Brewing. Now let me tell you something. They do these single silo series, and then they graduate them into a, a regular rotation beer. And portions of the program, of course, brought to you by Source Brewing, located right off of Route 34 in Colts Neck, New, Jer- New Jersey. Get your beer directly from the source. Great place. They have, they're open for indoor uh, beers. They're soon going to be open for outdoors as well. You definitely want to check them out. But this particular one, the hit from the peach and the mandarin, and then the apricot kind of kicks in. It's juicy. It's delicious. One of the finer ones that they've come out with in this series. And I, I, I try to not repeat the series when they come out again because I'm always trying to try different beers. So sometimes I'll skip a release when, when um, you know, something that I've already had comes out again. Plus it saves on my wallet, which my wife is happy about. But anyway, um, this one is definitely one that I would buy again. It's the, all three of those fruit flavors work perfectly with this beer. I enjoyed this a heck of a lot. Probably more than I should have. Uh, my friends from Heavy Seas sent me uh, their um, Bottomless Bellini. This is nice. I, I, I totally get the brunch vibe. Uh, peachy, fizzy, really nice. It's without a doubt to have a beer uh, uh, like this over brunch on a Sunday, kind of overlooking the water, and you're kind of reflecting on what happened over the weekend. Maybe you're making plans for during the week. But this is definitely something... Uh, that you'd want to have this bottomless Bellini uh, from Heavy Seas beer while you're having, you know, something greasy, you know, maybe a little, you know, some uh, some steak and eggs or something, or maybe you're being fancy and you're having uh, like an Eggs Benedict or something, but really, really nice beer. Kudos to Heavy Seas uh, for that one. Uh, over at Paragon Tap and Table, my wife and I were out to dinner there last weekend. Time stands still. No, not the Rush song uh, from Hold Your Fire, but of Brick City came out with a very nice, easy-drinking Pilsner, and it's called Time Stands Still. I don't know if it's from the Rush song, uh, but uh, it is, a, 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 like I said again, a great, easy-drinking Pilsner. And I love classic beers like that. It's just excellent. Um, at, on tap at, at uh, Paragon Tap and Table, they have Source. And they had the Single Silo Series, the Ultra Mosaic, but it's not a Single Silo Series anymore. They graduated it, so I had one of those. It went great with my shrimp po' boy. One of the best po' boys that I've had in a very long time. Uh, well done, crunchy bread. The shrimp was perfectly done and fried. Uh, eat, the slaw was nice, and a little uh, vinegary bite to it uh, to kind of offset the remoulade. Fantastic. You'd think I was a critic or something. <laughs> as we continue here with Suds and Duds, our uh, last segment of the program, as we do every week here, uh, the folks from Indeed Brewing sent me a can of their pistachio cream ale. Now, I was... You know, kind of like, wow, pistachios and beer, you know, hmm, I don't know how this is going to taste. Let me tell you something. It's a nicely done cream ale. It's light. The pistachio flavor is there, yet not overpowering. And I love pistachios. But I thought in a beer, a cream ale, I'm not too sure. But again, 
Well done, very light, nice, easy drinking beer. It was excellent. Uh, from Treehouse, my buddy Greg uh, had gone up to Treehouse a couple of weeks ago, brought some beers back, which I had picked, uh, you know, kind of cherry picked what I wanted and paid uh, for my selections. Well, this one, the Juice Project Citra and Idaho 7. Uh, look, I, I clearly picked this for the can. The can art is of like a mad scientist, kind of Albert Einstein kind of look, and I loved it. Kind of very comic booky. Juicy, nice dry hop, tropical. Delicious beer, Treehouse, in my opinion, one of the better um, breweries out there. And I love uh, when my when my buddy Greg goes up there uh, and picks up some Treehouse. In fact, he made a run this week, and he te- he called me and he says, "I'm making another run." And my refrigerator is just so stacked right now that I just said, "Listen, I have to. Uh, I, I got to pass on this because I have not only I have uh, I have beer from Wet Ticket because they came out with their um, their oatmeal." Uh, Imperial Stout that I picked up in bottles over the weekend. Uh, the, uh, the 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 coconut version is coming out in a couple of weeks. Source had a three beer release. Uh, uh, alternate ending had a beer release, but I only got their peanut brittle. So I mean, it's just a long and drawn out. You know, um, or not long and drawn out. It's just that my refrigerator is packed and I have no room now. Finally, Cultural Fabric by Source Brewing, the biggest beer they've made to date. I think it's well over twelve percent. Blown away at how smooth that this is for a quad. For a quad IPA, it is amazingly smooth. Powerful. Fantastic. The melon is big in it. I loved it. But, boy, let me tell you something. This is definitely one that sneaks up on you. You have to drink it slow. I mean, if you're in your house and you decide to bang one back, go ahead. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to feel the effects afterwards. It took me well over an hour to sip this, and I'm glad I did because I didn't want to get overpowered by the 12%. Fantastic beer. One of the best that they've made. Uh, certainly one of the strongest that they've made uh, so far from the good folks at Source. Folks, we're out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guests, Greg Smith and Jessica Wasson from Printer's Ale Manufacturing in Carrollton, Georgia. Back tomorrow on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. That would be Monday. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.